What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Lisa Rants Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Smith. And though there is no rant today, I have a very special episode for you guys. This episode is all about uncovering your trauma, which is, (laughs) you guys know, one of my favorite things to do. We have this episode for you today. It's called The 10 Most Common Childhood Traumas That Impact Life and Love. Oh my God. And it's a crazy one, you guys. There was so much that I learned and I know you guys are going to benefit a lot from this episode. I am actually joined by a very special guest, Rihanna Milne. Rihanna does it all. She's a certified global life and love coach, a certified clinical trauma and addictions professional, a certified mindfulness coach, number one best-selling author, and the host of her own podcast called Lessons in Life and Love, which I love. (laughs) For up to 20 years now, she has been an educational speaker and is a certified mindset coach and licensed mental health counselor. She was also a life and dating coach for the docuseries Radical Dating, Finding Lasting Love Over 40. Her client on the show is now happily married. Rihanna specializes in those who have had past childhood and relationship traumas, which we will talk about all today, and offers VIP one-on-one coaching and online virtual group programs for both singles and couples at her website. If you want to learn more about her, I'll have all her information linked in the show notes. We had an incredible conversation while not only identifying our trauma, she also gives incredible guidance and steps towards healing, which is so important, you guys. So please, please, please enjoy this episode. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Thanks so much, Rihanna, again for joining me. Hope you guys enjoy. She's Lisa and she rants. You are now listening to the Lisa Rants Podcast. Hi, Rihanna. Welcome to the Lisa Rants Podcast. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Oh, this is amazing. Um, I know that we're going to get so much out of this episode. I was just telling everyone, you know, how we really need to look, just look at our childhood to really get to the root cause of a lot of our issues, especially with relationships. And I knew Rihanna was the perfect person to have on the podcast to just help us understand, you know, where some of our behaviors come from and maybe just how we can move forward and deal with them. Sure. Let's do it. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) All right. So let's just start. I mean, can we describe the 10 traumas that we experienced in childhood that are affecting us now and our lives and just love and relationships? Because I know for me, there's definitely some blocks that I have and I just (laughs) don't know where they're coming from. (laughs) Yeah. I'll explain to the listeners too, because this might be interesting. I worked with young people a lot Mm -hmm. Um, as a psychotherapist. I've been a counselor for 20 years and I worked in every grade level from kindergarten all the way through college. And that's called a SAC counselor, student assistance counselor in the schools. Mm -hmm. And then I worked in an adolescent drug and alcohol rehab center also an adolescent hospital center where kids might've come that were feeling suicidal, uh, they self-mutilated, you know, um, runaways, drug and alcohol use. Um, Also, I worked with women from the prison system who ended up in um, addiction centers. So a lot of this came from my own work. And then I found myself in a toxic relationship Mm. and I wanted to discover uh, for my own help, right? Like what's going on with my partner 
<laughs> and why am I drawn to this person, right? Um, yes. So uh, this is what started my research on this work. And from all those years of working with many people of childhood and household trauma, I put together this checklist. So there's actually more than 10 traumas. But these okay. are the top 10 that I find are most common mm-hmm. and that they're most impactful in our life. So as I go through the list, Lisa, I think it's important that your listeners know this is not about blame or shame. We're not looking to blame your parents at this stage of your life. Right. Yeah. It's not for you to feel shameful or embarrassed if this has happened to you, because after all, you were just a little person growing up in a family. You were young, (laughs) you were innocent. You can't help, you know, where you had come from. So we're trying to look at this as maybe a fact that this happened or did it not. So as I go over it, there's three columns. You put me in first column. Okay. Um, if you've had a boyfriend, girlfriend, or a partner that you struggled with, put them second. And then okay. the third one would be parent. And if this happened to mom, dad, or both, you would make note of it as I go through the checklist. Because the studies show childhood trauma goes through at least three generations. So if you right. think you had it, your mom and dad probably had it, and so did their parents. Ooh, and most parents do the both best that they know how. Okay, so here we go. Mm-hmm. Oh, this would be so good. If you're listening right now, I feel like it would be a good idea to just kind of like write this all out and just follow us along because I know that's what I'm doing right now and I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. All right. So the first one is if you were young and your mom or dad had any addiction issue. Now we all know of addictions, drugs, and alcohol, but there's many more ways you can become addicted. The one, the next one is sex. So if your parent had chronic cheating, if they were chronic mm-hmm. cheating with someone else outside of the marriage, pornography, gambling, hoarding, eating, spending, gaming, TV watching, and the last one's workaholism. So if your parents had any of those 11 addictions, they would be impactful to you. That's the first one. Okay. Second one is verbal abuse. Now there's another study out there from a company called Kaiser Permanente, and they did a study called the ACE study. A-C-E stands for Adverse Childhood Events. And they named like verbal domestic violence. So your parents yelling and screaming at each other as one. But I go deeper into that because of the kids that I worked with. So verbal abuses could be not even hearing I love you or any compliments or, hey, I'm proud of you. Great job. You know, you're an awesome kid. You know, really powerful, wonderful things like that. If you did not hear those things, that is a form of trauma. Um, Or just the opposite, Lisa, if you heard your amount to no good, or you're better seen than heard, keep your mouth shut, things like that. Um, Those that would be under verbal. The third one is emotional abuse or neglect. The next one is um, physical abuse. So any kind of beatings, Mm-hmm. Um, rape or molestation. And those could have happened inside or outside of the home. Right. The next one is abandonment. And there's two types. There's fault and no fault abandonment. So no fault means that your parents might have abandoned you, but not to their fault. Okay. So one is if, yeah. if a parent might have died early. And next one is if they went off to war. And that was their job. You know, that's how they supported the family. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one would be that they traveled a lot. 
to support their family. And this is the the way they made income. Now, that was one that I had. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it, but my dad was like James Bond. He was an FBI CIA guy. (laughs) Yeah, and the family can't know. Now, my dad has passed on. But, you know, I remember as a little kid asking, where's dad? When's daddy coming home? And my mom would be disgusted with the five kids saying, well, I don't know where he is. You know, (laughs) and I must be very hard for her. As a woman, I can look back and say, yeah, that must be horrible not knowing where your husband is. But um, also I remember that as a child. Mm -hmm. Um, So a fault abandonment would be if your parent was never involved in your life at all. If they were married, they divorced or separated and you never saw that parent again, or you saw them on a minimum basis, or they said they would see you and they lied or they didn't show up. They were always letting you down or they can were consistently late um, yeah, or that's e- yeah, they're <laughs> big. Or even if they did see you for a weekend, let's say little girl going to her dad's house and all he did was watch football, kind of ignored her. She's sitting in a room on the computer the whole time. Those are fault abandonments. Those are things that they could have helped and spent more quality time with you. Okay. Okay. The yeah, next- I never even realized there was two different types of abandonment. So that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they make a, bit, a clear difference. You know what I mean? Like yeah. certainly you could have abandonment issues if your parent was sick and died early in your life. You know, it's a very sad situation. Right. And, and But, you know, you are still left with some of that trauma. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, the next one would be if you were part of foster care, adopted, mm-hmm. or had to go live at another household because your parents didn't have a home for you. That's even if you had to go live at your grandma's, at your aunt's, it's still like an uncomfortable thing that you're not able to be at your own home. Um, The next one is the most popular trauma number seven, which I call personal trauma. That's if you were, remember being bullied as a kid in school. So if you might've been Mm -hmm. an overweight kid, uh, skinny and gawky kid with big glasses or referred to as a nerd, just didn't feel like you fit in. You might have been uh, labeled ADHD or oppositional defiant. When I was a counselor, those were my kids in my school. Um, You just felt different, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. You might have had asthma and weren't picked for your sports teams or weren't one of the cool kids. Uh, People picked on you on social media or left you out purposely. There's a lot of harm and damage around personal trauma. It leaves you feeling not good enough. Yeah, That's that's, what I was going to say. I feel like the underlining theme seems to just trigger like that unworthiness in all of us. Yes. And that's unfortunately a big one when it comes to our school shootings, those kids feel left out. They don't Uh, feel part of the group or they're, they're, you know, singled out by, because they're a little different, you know, and, and really your listeners, if they have younger brothers and sisters, you know, to keep an eye out for that. Yeah, you know, do they seem to isolate a lot? You know, are they feeling not a part of the popular kids? You know, they do suffer a lot mm-hmm. in silence, the quiet kids. Okay, trauma number eight is sibling trauma. So that's if your sibling picked on you, your brother or sister picked on you, or they may have been born with a medical issue that commanded more of mom's and dad's time, or more likely you perceive them to be the golden child. And that means the more favored one. Mm-hmm. Um, they might have been more, in your opinion, more handsome, more beautiful, more intelligent, um, more successful in a sport, or the popular one, and you just felt left out. 
Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And trauma number nine actually has two parts. And I had um, community trauma after number 10, but I had to bring it up somewhere because it's just happening more and more. Mm-hmm. Community trauma is our mass shootings, our school shootings, or losing your homes to floods, fire, hurricanes, mudslides, volcano, any natural disasters. Right. And of course that's devastating for the adults in your life, but it's also very traumatizing for the kids. Extremely, yeah. Yeah. And then the other part of number nine is family trauma. That's if a family member was incarcerated in jail, um, you might've grown up in poverty, remembering there's a lot of lack in your life, not enough money for things, growing up in a dangerous neighborhood. Um, if you were part of a military family, you might've traveled uh, or moved every two to four years. So you're always the new kid at the school, again, mm-hmm. feeling different and having to make new friends. Um, and it also could have been during the mortgage crisis, 2008, losing your home due to foreclosure. Yeah. those kinds of things. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's trauma nine. And the last one, trauma 10 is if your mom or dad had a mental health issue. Now in my generation, I'm part of the baby boomers. Mm -hmm. We didn't see our our parents really going to counseling. So if you're in the older generation, you kind of have to guess, did your mom or dad have an issue? Today's kids, you guys in your, your twenties, you would probably know if they were going off to counseling or you could see it in their personality. And the two most difficult ones to grow up with is borderline and bipolar. So bipolar is manic depressive. So manic could be like an eating binge, a gambling spree, um, Ooh, yeah. no, a hoarding issue. Um, depression can come out as anger, checking out emotionally or extreme fatigue. And then borderline is um, a mood disorder. You just don't know what you're going to get. When they're good, they're great. But when they're bad, they're horrid. And you never know. And they tend to get very upset over the littlest things. So you find yourself like walking on eggshells all the time. So that's the 10 traumas that I name. Okay. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow. This is... How many did you have, Lisa? Could you tell? (laughs) I feel like I had... I don't know, maybe like half, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I feel when I was listening to you, I felt like, I feel like honestly, most people have multiple of these traumas, you know, just somewhat um, inevitable for you to experience at least one of these. Yeah. That's what the study showed. 90% of people have at least one to three. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then people that are the higher end of the scale, like nine or 10, they could be sociopathic narcissistic. Um, So the listeners know a sociopath is someone who uses someone for pleasure or profit. And if they hurt you, they'll never apologize. They always blame everybody else in their life. And a psychopath is a sociopath who kills. Okay. So that is the the higher level of the chart. And then their traumas, we also look at them on a one to 10 basis. If they are... um, you know, if they are more um, just like nine or 10 levels, yeah. let's say someone who gets beat three times a week, 
for yeah. 10 years versus someone that remembers getting beat three times in their life. The one that had three times in their life, that might've been traumatic. They said, oh yeah, they were bad. I might give that a three or a four, but right. obviously someone beat three times a week should name that a 10 level. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So we have to look at what traumas are there, what are the levels, and then what's happening in your life today mm-hmm. as a young adult. And the, the outcomes show up in life, love, and career, and even health. Yes. The Kaiser Permanente group, what their study was about is if you had unhealed, unconscious childhood traumas, it is showed that later in life, you get diseases and illnesses much earlier, like mm-hmm. heart disease, diabetes, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, MS, all kinds of things are yeah. correlated if you don't that heal this. chronic stress that kind of manifests Correct. In the body. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard on the body, body and brain cells, both. Yeah. So I have a question. How, how do these manifest in your life or in your relationships? How do they show up? Yeah. Okay. There's many different combinations. I've named 24. So I'm going to go over several of them with you. Okay. Awesome. Um, Let's say lying and manipulation. Um, that you could have adapted as a pattern if you were afraid of being punished as a kid. So um, if you thought you were going to get beat that day because you had an F on a test and you changed it to an A and you found out, wow, I got away with this. This is perfect. Then lying might have been your coping strategy mm. to get out of that yelling, screaming, beating situation. Then lying became a way of life. Right. Um, jealousy and control controls used when a partner doesn't feel good enough for themselves or they lack control in their own life. So mm-hmm. many of the people I have are women in maybe thirties and forties, very successful in business, but struggle in love. And they end up with partners who control them. Well, that's because that, let's say it's a man woman relationship. Let's say that man's controlling because his career is not as good. Yeah. Or she makes more money and he's controlling her to bring her down or sabotages her, making her late for her job by picking a fight that day. So control, ladies, if you're seeing that in your life, that's a very toxic pattern and mm-hmm. you've got to get out of that relationship. A hundred percent. Yeah. Jealousy is a lack of trust and self-confidence. You think your partner wants somebody else, even though they may be showing you in every way possible that they love them and that they're honorable to you. But what's happening deep down, you don't feel good enough. You probably had trauma number seven, personal trauma, maybe the verbal abuse as well. Um, So you might hold on to tight. You might control your partner's actions, making them angry and wanting them to get away from you Mm because it's just too much, right? right? Impulsivity, that's if you make risky choices that not only can ruin your relationship, but ruin also your life and your partner's life because they're with you. This happens Mm -hmm. in a lot of marriages. And, you know, if it happens once or twice, this is when people usually say, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Um, But if you have a very impulsive partner, that's someone you do not want in a steady relationship. Exactly. Now, a lot of women fall into people pleasing. They can't say no. They overdo for others. They don't do things that they want to do. This could even happen in a sexual relationship. They're afraid to say no. Mm -hmm. And they do acts that they really don't want to do because they're afraid they're going to lose their boyfriends. So this, this comes from having a difficult mom or dad. Let's say there's an alcoholic mother. 
and the child will just to keep peace in the house, do anything they can to please them. So in the morning, they may get their siblings up and ready for school, make their breakfast, make their lunches, get them to the bus, just so mom doesn't yell and scream at her and her siblings. So that people pleasing becomes a pattern to get love. Mm -hmm. And very often later in life, I see married women come to me in a couple and they're say, I totally lost myself. You know, I give my husband and my kids so much love and they do nothing back for me. And they're exhausted and burnt out and angry and rightfully so. Yeah. I feel like I Um, see this all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then the abandonment issues. If you have abandonment, this leads to clinginess, ongoing anxiety when your partner's gone, over texting someone. And if they, a lot of men, if your woman's not perfect, they'll seek attention from someone else, someone of the opposite sex. And women do that too. What my guy's not going to call me back. Then I'm going to go on Facebook and start chatting it up with another guy. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. this is seeking out attention. If your partner, it doesn't seem quote perfect in your eyes. And these are from abandonment issues. Um, and most often what really comes up, um, and if your clients know this, if your listeners know this early on, mm-hmm. it would be great for them for, so they don't get into trouble in relationships. Yes. In our society, yeah. <laughs> especially in U.S., we were told you fall in love by chemistry. Oh, he's hot. She's hot. Right. Yeah, I want a relationship with them. And what happens is chemistry pulls you to the fa- past. It will pull you to um, a similar father figure, their personality. Now you don't really see it. It's unconscious. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) And I, when I talk to people coming out of toxic relationships, they're like, yeah, he was just like my dad. My dad was controlling and angry and screamed. And so did my partner, you know, so you have to learn, you don't fall in love like our nursery rhymes, sleeping beauty, you kiss a handsome prince and you go off happily ever after. Yeah. Bullshit. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying it loud and clear, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Um, no, that was what we call the icing on the cake. And if you don't have the cake, which is a substance, mm-hmm. look deeper. Are they a good person? Are they smart? Are they getting right. good grades in school? Are they going somewhere? Yeah. Are they responsible for money? Or are they flashy and trying to show off and be the big guy or, you know, the sexy chick all the time, Mm -hmm. then, you know, there's something to be said there. Something's going on that there's deeper issues. Mm -hmm. So there, if you have no substance from this person, the icing melts because it can't fit on the cake. There's no cake. (laughs) So, you know, and you're going to end up getting hurt. So if you know about this childhood trauma dynamic and what to watch out for early on in dating, Hopefully you can save yourself from a toxic marriage and a bad divorce. Yes. Oh, this is amazing. This is why I (laughs) want you on the podcast because Mm -hmm. I feel like it's so great to just be aware of this stuff now and to kind of work through it so you don't make those mistakes or make those decisions. And uh, this is just awesome. Yeah. And Lisa, I'll go into how it comes out in career, okay? Ooh, yeah. This, um, if a, I work with late from 16 and up, and I get a lot of people, which we call transition coaching. I do that, and you can read all about that on my website. Mm-hmm. But uh, kids going through transition, it's a big transitional time from 17 to 27. Okay. So from 17, you're going from high school to college 
or career. And then the other big transition is coming out of college and going into career. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) yeah, unfortunately real, most colleges do not teach real world education. Okay. And how to really make it financially in the world. They just don't do it. Mm -hmm. So a lot of kids are paralyzed from high school. It's like, I don't know what I want to be in college. My parents are paying this money. I don't like what I'm studying. They want me to do this because it supposedly has a career at the end of the the four years. I'm not really into it. You know, that's one feeling, um, or I don't know what I want. And then uh, the other one is I'm done college. Okay, I've got 50000 in college bills. I can't find a job. And then you get paralyzed. There's high anxiety. There's bouts of depression. You might be getting involved with some form of an addiction, drinking too much, smoking mm-hmm. pot all day. And that's just going to kill you. You know, that's just exactly. a slippery slope to nothing. Yeah. So this is when I get a lot of these kids for life coaching. And I help them really target in where their passion is, what they want to do, what realistically they have to do. Now, throughout my career, I have started every job that I have and that I've loved without a loan. So a mm-hmm. lot of people say, well, you need money to go into uh, business. Right. No, you don't. <laughs> you, know, you need yeah. directions. You need the mindset for success, which is what I teach in my life coaching. Yep. And you need to have solid direction. You need to set the goals and, and know where you're going. Now, at 26 years old, um, I left my first husband, who was toxic, and I had two little girls, and um, we had a bankruptcy for three quarters of a million dollars. Oh, so not only did he and his father take a large sum of my money, money from my mom, 200000 that I felt obligated to pay back, even though I got nothing for it. That's a large sum of money. So people say, oh, did you have a charmed life? No, (laughs) no, it was not an easy path. Now think of it, 26, I had two little girls, a bankruptcy, and I started a business saying, well, you know, the judge says, you got to pick your kids up at three o'clock from school. I'm like, well, what nine to five job is going to hire me? Because I don't know, you'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Now, this, I was living in a town where my ex owned restaurants and they fed all the judges for free. So I was not going to win for anything. Mm-hmm. So I started a model and talent school and agency because I modeled since the age of 12. I won a scholarship to go yeah. and I was very lucky to do that. And I said, well, I can teach modeling. Nobody's really doing it right here. I'll do a real people concept. Mm-hmm. Opens, you know, it up with a, a lot of prayers and a dream. And <laughs> my so first cool. class, I had four people, but within six months, I had 24 in a waiting list. Oh my and my school won educational excellence um, from the International Model and Talent Association after six months. And a year in, I competed again and I won school of the year. Oh my gosh. So, you know, you can do anything you want if you yeah. have the mindset for success. So this is what I teach in my yeah. life coaching. And then in the second part of my program, love coaching, I teach the exact dating skills that people need to find emotionally healthy, what I call evolved and conscious love. And evolved means being your highest and your best self and finding a partner who's doing it as well. Yeah. Who matches that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said to my girls, if you do one thing for me, don't marry, don't look for steady relationship in your twenties. This is the time of growing your career following your dreams, travel as much as you want, 
try out a couple of careers to find what it is you really want to do. Yeah. And then start looking for your partner in your late twenties or 30 years old. And they both did that. They both married. I feel like I needed to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. At 32 years old, because if you're, you have 10 good years, you know, to build your career and do what you want. If I had those 10 years without children and I love my kids, like my the girls are amazing uh-huh. and I've taught them the mindset for success and they're extremely successful now, yeah. but they also built their careers in their twenties. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. That's yeah. awesome. That's such an inspiring story. Like I just mm-hmm. can't even imagine, you know, just being in that position, but you had, like you just said, the mindset and the will and you just pushed through it. And that's, that's such an inspiring story. Yeah, I'll give you the one example of my daughter, Alexi. Her name's Alexi Panos. Some of your listeners might have heard of her. Mm-hmm. She's 36, and uh, when she was 15, 16, she wanted to be a pop star. This was the time of Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears at the yeah. top of the charts, okay? Yeah. And um, I said, okay, let's, let's do it. And her father says, you think you can be a singer? That's an effing joke. And I said, the only person that has to believe in your dream is you but you've got me too, and we're going to make this happen. So you put it into gear, and strangely enough, in a nightclub, um, she was not with me. She was actually interviewing with a producer named Timberlin. He's a very well-known producer. Yeah, we know him. (laughs) Okay, Tim. And then she also auditioned for Rodney Jerkins, who has Dark Child Records. Yeah. And Rodney, um, she auditioned with 300 people, and she was one of two people he wanted to sign. At the same time, I'm in South Beach at a club and I meet Ja Rule. And (laughs) yeah, and I love to dance. And Ja's there, I see you out there dancing, Ma. You dance better than anybody else out there. (laughs) So I said, I have an artist for you. I really think you're going to love her. And I didn't say it was my daughter. I said, her name's Alexi. And um, long story short, she sings on three multi-platinum CDs with him. And this is the time of Ashanti and J-Lo. Yeah. And she went on world tour. They end up in Africa. Mm-hmm. And she's in a tour bus and she sees, you know, the poor little kids in Africa. And she comes home. She goes, Mom, I said to myself, I'm going to do something. I said, listen. She goes, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't have money. I'm not famous. I said, but you're smart. You have a heart of gold. You're going to figure it out. So she and her best friend formed a charity called Epic, Everyday People Initiating Change. Mm -hmm. And today they have put 21 water wells in Tanzania, Africa, in villages to three to 6,000 people. So after the singing, she, we loved Ja. Ja was like her brother. He was yeah. like a son to me. I know his wife, his kids, his mom. We were partying at his house. That's Good amazing. guy. We didn't really like his partner, Irv Gotti, to be honest with you. <laughs> so she left the singing career when things started to get heated between right. him and 50 Cent, right? Because mm-hmm. I didn't want her hurt. I said, this is not worth you getting hurt. So she moved on and she goes, yeah, I want to do television. So she ends up on a show in New York. Then she gets the NFL Pro Show, E! Entertainment News, hosting on two shows on HGTV. From there, she says, I want to be a personal transformation coach. Now she's coaching around the world. And uh, she's very well known and uh, has an amazing career. And whatever she says she wants to do, she makes it look easy. Although she's a hard worker, like I am. I'm a hard worker, but we make it happen. She saw you. (laughs) The bottom line is, guys, believe in your dreams, even if someone says you can't. 
Yeah. You have to believe in it. And then you have to have the skills, which I call the mindset for success. And I talk about that a lot in my book, Live Beyond Your Dreams, from fear and doubt to personal power, purpose, and success. And you can find um, free chapter downloads of both of my books, Live and Love Beyond Your Dreams, on my website, RihannaMilne.com. So that's a good place to start. Exactly. Because people in their 20s, they always, you know, they're trying to please their parents, which is nice. And -hmm. then they're trying to find their dreams. And, you know, if you you dig down, it's like, what is it I really want to do? And you have the mindset for success. You can do anything. And like I said, you don't need the bank loan. You just have to have um, something I can teach your listeners if you'd like Lisa's, which I call the seven D's for success. Would you like to know what those are? Yes. Okay. Just soaking all this information in. It's amazing. Yeah. So my dad taught me the five D's. He said, babe, if you got these, you can do anything. So I'll tell you those. And then I'll tell you the two that I added. Okay. So the five D's are desire, dedication, Mm -hmm. determination, devotion, and that's in spiritually and dare to dream. Okay. Mm -hmm. Those were the five. Okay. And then I added on the front end, decide, decide what it is you want to do because the decision has to be firm. You have to be really firm. I'm deciding I'm going to do this. Like I did the traditional route of being a psychotherapist in private practice, 17 years in 2009 and 10, I decided I'm going to be a coach, but I'm going to do it right. So Mm -hmm. I got certified at RCI relationship coaching Institute and I said, I'm not going to come out as a full-time coach until I have the right materials. Right. So I wrote live book. Then I wrote love book. And then I went through a second traumatic relationship, which made me look at what I study now. That's where the research st- started on childhood traumas. Cause this was nothing I learned in my master's in psychology. Mm-hmm. And I was so like jazzed up about this topic. I'm like, oh my God, people have to know about this because if they know about it, they can have more loving and healthier relationships and, you know, not hook up with the mistakes like I had and, yeah. and get so hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's when I turned my pain into my purpose and my passion. And that's how I developed this part of my career. But um, decide is important. And the last one I add to that list, number seven, would be drive. Because drive has to keep you going when you're tired. You push through the fatigue. I've worked many, you know, 12, 14-hour days, like doing my online school and creating my programs and my love books, over 400 pages. And I got it done in six months. Oh my okay, gosh. from concept to finished product. Wow. So that takes drive and you have to have all the seven D's. And if you have them, you can be successful in anything you desire. So this is the beginning right. of the mindset that I teach. And, and there's just a lot more behind it, but that's just an example. Uh, this is so valuable. Rihanna, thank you so much. I, I You're welcome incredible. So we talked about the 10 different traumas and now we can all be aware of them and hopefully work through them with your resources, your books, your podcasts, and even your coaching. I'll have that all linked in the description, but I loved how you brought up the seven D's because I feel like that just really helps us. You know, a lot of my listeners again are in our twenties and we're just trying to figure everything out. And yeah, I think just really staying motivated you know, yeah. Well, people who have unhealed trauma often feel stuck. They're afraid yeah. to move forward. They're afraid if they do, they might fail. So mm-hmm. instead they do nothing. 
And that is a clear sign. There's unhealed traumas that have not been addressed. You're stuck in what we call a life transition. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're still at your parents' house, I mean, my girls were out of their home, my home at 19 on their own, supporting themselves. So there's a way to do that, you know, and a lot of parents haven't taught their kids to be independent and go out on their own. So if you need that life transition coach, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. Many parents get to hear my podcast and they sign up their kids, you know, for this edge in their life. And then when they have these skills, makes a difference the entire rest of their lives. My girls have amazing husbands. They have adorable kids now. Mm -hmm. And Alexia has an 18 month old and married another. uh, Her husband is a uh, personal transformation coach as well. So now they have a loving family. Mm -hmm. So knowing these skills set you up for success for the rest of your life. Wow. Yeah. And I'm not surprised. I mean, they learn from the best. This is truly incredible. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Well, thank you so much, Rihanna. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I want to encourage your listeners. I have a podcast too called Lessons in Life and Love. I have 62 shows out there. So Mm -hmm. you can get that on iTunes and every other app. And I also have an app that's free called Lessons in Life and Love on the go. You can hear the podcast there and I have over 150 YouTube videos. So that would be helpful. And and if you're curious to know more about the childhood traumas, you can take the free childhood trauma checklist and other love tests at my website, rihannamilne.com and see how many of the traumas that you have. And if you're interested in talking to me further, you can reach out to me, you know, through my website or my podcast sites or my app. Yes. And this will all be linked in the description notes to you guys and feel feel free to reach out to Rihanna. She has so many resources to help us through all of this. <laughs> it's a great, yes. but we're going to figure it out. You so. will figure it out, <laughs> but I'm there to help you guys. Don't, don't flounder by yourself. Don't, you know, be afraid to ask for help. That's the most important thing. If I had this help in my twenties, oh my God, you know, I figured it out early and I got to tell you, spirituality is a big part of getting me through the tough times too. Yeah. And it's so, for me. And so it's just great to have people like you out there to really help guide us through. So it's, it's great. Thanks, Lisa. Yeah, I'm there. I'm out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to encourage your listeners. Now's the time to create that life that you really dream of and desire and to have the love you deserve. Don't settle for less. Wow. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you.